Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you today. And some people might think, oh, that's Steve Harvey. Yes, he says that too. But you know what? I do too. <laughs> but we have Siobhan coming on. She's, she's doing some great music. She's in the pop world. And we're definitely proud to have her on. We're going to hear parts of her story and talk about some music and talk about her bridging the gap um, of what's going on out there. So, Siobhan, are you here? I'm here. Hi. How are you, how are you doing? And Sandy, are you here? I forgot to ask her, my wife. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, I'm here too. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hi. So, uh, I always like to start out the show, especially when we're talking to artists, the same way every time. At least right now, and you know, in a few months, I'll probably start different. But right now, how are you getting through COVID? I'm definitely. Um, I have to stay on my knees. I'll definitely tell you that. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> I know that direction yes. and understanding and peace. That's that's how I'm getting through COVID. Now, as an artist, you know, how has it affected you? with the shutdowns um man you know with my band and things like that of course venues are closed and um so it's definitely affected us in that way for sure um we you know we still try to be creative you know as much as we can writing and things like that but as far as performing it's just it's almost impossible to do i mean we could do it and we do it just like anybody else is doing it, you know, live on our Facebook channel or something like that. But <laughs> it's, it's not the same. It doesn't feel the same. Yeah. 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 But, but, you know, I think something is coming out of this that people probably are not going to uh, – they're probably not going to drop. You know, people are learning technology more than ever with a lot of these up-and-coming artists. And I think when we right. do go back to a somewhat normal – now, I did see a picture of a U.K. concert yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. I had these little pods for fam- per family, and I'm like – and, I will, and of course, a lot of people put that down. I'm like, oh, I like that. <laughs> yes, we, we would love that. <laughs> <laughs> but but what, whatever that ends up being next year for the mm-hmm. concerts, though, I, I kind of think that a lot of the people that are using technology now – May end up live streaming the concert. May even have it where where you can pay maybe five bucks if you if you can't make it to the concert. Pay five bucks live stream. Bam. You yeah. know how smart would that be to combine the live show mixed with technology here? I think that's coming. I mean, I, you know, that's definitely a great idea. And even when I I see it being done, I think it's just a great idea because I mean, there's times you have concerts and people just can't make it for whatever reason. And yeah, exactly. Still an yeah. option. That's an actual option, you know, for them to experience the concert. So I think that's a great idea. Although I do <coughs> still miss. Oh yeah. I, I, oh, of course. Believe me, we want to, you know, you you want to hear the bass hit you. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the drums. <laughs> I mean, you want to feel the. I mean, yeah. Again, when people sing online. Yeah. You you can feel it a little bit if they are that good, <laughs> but when you are there live, there's nothing like the feeling you nothing get like, at a concert. I would always say that it's nothing like live music, nothing like mm-hmm. it. Um, so mm-hmm. I most definitely. But yes, 
<laughs> live streaming things like that, I think that's that's a clever way to get it done. And a lot of people and, have been doing it, and it's it's been great. And, and you know, mm-hmm. and you know something too with this whole, you know, you know what you talking about the live. There's nothing like live concert. You know, everybody thinks that the future of church is live streaming. I'm like, again, it's one of those things where it's not the same. You know, it'll do. But it's not the same as being at a church, sitting down with sure. the music and then the preaching, and, and yes. all that. Like, I mean, even before COVID, we, you know, we we attended one or two churches a single week, and we did, yeah. We also listened to five to seven online mm-hmm. services. So, so everybody yeah. moving to online services. I say, oh, we've been doing that for years. We just add that. That's, <laughs> for us, that was extra. You know, we right. still did church. <laughs> Yes, I've definitely been able to attend a few churches <laughs> on a Sunday morning, <laughs> like a few months, yeah. you know, from, from live stream. And it's, it's nice. It's, it's really nice to be able to see what your brothers and sisters are doing across the world, you know, in church. Yeah, because mm-hmm. what's funny is that locally, you know, before COVID and all that, locally, we actually attended in person. Because, you know, I, I serve at our main church, Compassion Christian, here in Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> Um, on mm-hmm. Wednesday nights, and, and, and because they have like um, three or four services, um, they do two on, or three services now since we opened up the new building. They do two on Sunday and one on Wednesday, but they're all the same services. So we, so we do Wednesday church for the regular service at that church. Then on Sunday mm-hmm. morning, because we're doing nothing else, we we attend the uh, Gateway Church Pooler every week too. So so we were actually getting two live face to face services. Every week, wow. again, and our and, and our eight year old loves it. And oh, he loves it. So and our seventeen month old, I guess, would have loved it, but now we're hopefully that will come back soon. <laughs> yeah, she would love to be at the toddler room there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That is so awesome. So, as we get started here, um, tell everybody a little bit of who you are, where you're from, and kind of a brief overview of you, kind of your backstory. So my name is Siobhan Williams. I'm from Texas, born and raised. Um, Right now I live in West Texas, in El Paso, Texas. Um, I've been singing as long as I can remember. I was born and raised in a musical singing family. Um, Of course, we were raised in church, so that's where, you know, I got my experience first, singing. Mm -hmm. Um, First solo at seven. Um, oh well. <laughs> uh, of course, I did music and things like that in school, and um, uh, as I got older, was still singing in church, leading praise and worship, um, directing choirs, and as I got a little older, uh, we formed a band. A good friend of mine, Mike Menhardis, and I, we formed a band here in El Paso, and um, we would perform and still do in this area. And um, then I went on to be a main worship leader at uh, a mega church here in El Paso, Texas. Oh, wow. And uh, uh, decided that it was time to finally start focusing on my musical career. Um, yeah. We had went to Nashville some mm-hmm. years back and, and started this project where Story to Tell came about. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was about three years ago when we wrote that song. And uh, oh wow, you know, COVID happened, 
And mm-hmm. it, it, it gave me some time to really think about things and even my own personal situation and just the world, the state of the world. And um, we decided it was time to release that song. And when I wrote it three years ago, it was relevant then, but it's even more to me relevant now. And so we decided to release it. So that's just a, that's mm-hmm. just a little bit about me. That's a little, yeah. a little bit about me. You know, like I, like I was talking with you before the show, about that song, Story to Tell. I really love how it's trying to bridge the gap between all sides. Oh, yes. Because like, we, we, were, like we were talking before the show, um, I've got friends on all sides. And yes. nobody's willing to listen to anybody. I'm sitting there. I watch Facebook, <laughs> and I watch the left, and I watch the right all mm-hmm. fight each other. And I'm like, okay, yeah. you're right and you're right, but you're also wrong and you're also wrong. And they don't get that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're no. both right, but they're both wrong. <laughs> and because right. they don't think they can be right and wrong. And, and, right. and it's, and, and, you know, I'm, not, I'm sure you've seen that picture out there where you've got that six drawn out on thing and one person's on one side, one person on the other side. And one mm-hmm. sees a six, one sees a nine. Their perspective. Right. Exactly. And that's what, and that's what I try to tell some of my conservative friends, and they, of course, they won't listen. I'm like, your perspective, you know, I see a lot of Christians out there where they will um, point their fingers at somebody, and I'm like, oh, well, God, in yeah. their shoes, you might would do that too. You don't, you don't. I don't. I mean, I went through 19 years of addictions. I can preach here, you know. <laughs> you know, God, God healed me 12 years ago, and um, and I know that a lot of people that know us they knew me back then would probably shun me. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, and because I was, I mean, like I said, it was 19 years of addictions until God healed me 12 years ago. Um, The first five years of our marriage, my wife went through pure hell because of it. But you know what? She never Mm -hmm. put me down. She never nagged me. She never, she always uplifted me and and loved me in spite of it. She loved me through the addiction. And sometimes people will speak up and ask me, or tell us, well, didn't well? She kind of allowed you to walk over her, and I was like, no, 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 no. She didn't allow me to walk over her. She allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. Come on, come on. And if it yes. and if it weren't for that, I would not only would I not be here because I think I'd be dead by now, but um, yeah. our two kids wouldn't be here because all mm-hmm. all this I've got healed before the kids came. So the odds are. We would have never had kids, or she'd have left. Because again, she put up with this for years. She, I don't know if she had that much more in her. And she, and she sometimes when she, we're talking, she goes, "I don't know how much more mm-hmm. I had." Because the, the the one belief that she had was that she said, you know, is that she believed God brought us together for a purpose. Oh yeah, so that's mm-hmm. what held her together. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's amazing. And that was. <laughs> And that's what she leaned on. So I wish people would yeah, listen to each sure. other. During that and, time and, I, and I love mm-hmm. your story. Because, again, I have a story. You have a story. You know, people who are, who, are, who are Republicans have a story. People who are Democrats have a story. We all have a story. I love that song. Yes. yes. Thank you. Like I said, when we wrote it, it was relevant then. And, you know, it was, of course, on my heart then. But as I had time to just sit here and just even reflect on just my life, not looking at anybody else, not looking at the right or left, looking at myself Mm -hmm. and some things that needed to change even within me, you know, um, like I was saying before we 
went live. Um, we're so used to, like, for, for example, our culture. You know, we're used to doing things a certain way because it's our culture, you know, to do yeah. things a certain mm-hmm. way. Yeah. But then who says that that was right? Who says that that was correct? Yeah. To do things mm-hmm. that way. Exactly. I mean, it could, be, it could go as far as discipline, disciplining your children or things like that. Like, mm-hmm. when do we just decide to say, look, I'm going to empty myself completely of my thoughts mm-hmm. and the things that I want to do and how I want to do them and allow God to just, first of all, to clear and to cleanse me, yeah. my mind, mm-hmm. so that I can see things the way mm-hmm. he would see them and approach things the way he would approach things. That way yeah. I live in peace. That way I'm not concerned or I'm not worried or, you know, that I'm, I'm walking down a path that I shouldn't be walking down. I literally mm-hmm. have direction. And it's coming from God, yep. just like your wife. She she stuck with you during that time. That's because she knew that God brought you guys together. If she didn't know that, then she would have maybe left. But because she knew and she had a confidence and mm-hmm. she was sure, she was able to stay on the course. So I feel like for me, a story to tell, it just opened my eyes to even things that I would just do naturally. Yeah. To open my eyes and realize, mm-hmm. okay, there's a difference. Do some things. I even learned that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> just a couple weeks ago, I a lesson about cultural mm-hmm. things and doing things a certain way, and just you know, yeah. hey, maybe it's time to break off from that and learn a new yeah. way. And you know, it's funny that you say that because I remember an old wise tale, a little story I've heard, and uh, and this, of course, this is one of them fake story tale things, but it's but it gives you an idea um, that there, there was a husband and wife, and the wife always cut off the ends of a pork chop or steak, mm. whatever it was, and um, cut off ham, the ham. I think it was and, and, ham. Or ham, yeah. that's right, ham. would cut off the end. Uh-huh. And the husband one day asked, why do you do that? And she was like, um, my mom always done it, and it always tastes really good. So I did. I've always followed that. So one day they were at the mom's house, and they asked the same thing to the mom. Well, why did she do it? She goes, I don't know. Grandma always done it, so I've done it, and her ham was one of the best. And they finally got in touch with Grandma, and they asked Grandma the same question. Why would you cut off the ends of ham? Oh, my frying pan was too small. Mm. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See where tradition sometimes leads you? <laughs> exactly. Tradition. Wow. Well, and I love that. I love that story because although it's a fictional yeah. story, it's a tr- it's really a truth telling story. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're so stuck in our <laughs> tradition and even religion, must I say? Um, mm-hmm. And we don't want to open our eyes and really see things. To be honest, to see things the way God would see them. Yeah. We I yeah see, we have our way of thinking and doing things, and we get to a point where. You know, we it's it's like we'll go to God when something is detrimental. Now I'm going to go to God and I'm going to get some wisdom on this instead of doing mm-hmm. that from the beginning. Yeah. And saving everything mm-hmm. else in yourself um, from the start. Um, but yeah, so that song we it once again we did it three years ago and it was relevant then. But now for me, it just really was more relevant with a lot of things, of course, that's going on in the world now. But just even in my own yeah. personal life and being on this lockdown, it, it pretty much forced me to have to rethink a lot of things concerning my life mm-hmm. and the way I think. And so 
And I know if I'm going through that and I've gone through some things in my past, I know other people are going through that too. And so it's just, yeah. it's important for us to want to come together if we, if we want to, I mean, if we want to walk this earth with each other, it's important for us to look at each other and to decide that, you know, I do want to know your story and I want to understand why you live your life that way. Why you're, why maybe why your culture does things the way they do them. You know, I want to mm-hmm. understand that. I yeah. may not really get the full understanding of it, but I'm willing to try. I'm willing to open my eyes. I'm willing to let down my walls <clears throat> and let you in. And I'm hoping you'll yeah. do the same. And stories, you know, even Jesus, all through the Bible, Jesus told stories to relate. Because oh, yeah. that's what we relate to. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. when it, when it cut, you know, you can preach to somebody all you want. But if you if you yeah. share a story that has to do with that issue, it's a game changer. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, I, I, and I love stories, and that's why we lo- and that's one of the reasons we launched our show is to get you know artists' right. stories out there and all that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember when we first launched the show, it was like I didn't want it just to be an interview show. I wanted it to be a conversation where where we told mm. stories and we talked about stories, and you know that's why our tagline is called Up Close and Personal. Because we yeah. get up close and personal a lot of times with artists. It don't always happen that way in every episode, but you know, but we get as yeah. personal as we can get it, and well, however the artist will let us get there. And I mean, that's very important. That's, I mean, and, the and word I love about we all come by the word of our testimony. So if we can share our testimonies with people, that's that's exactly right. That's how people can overcome. I mean, that's even how we can overcome. Sometimes when we're talking about our situations. Mm-hmm. It even enlightens ourselves, you know. We, our eyes are even mo- opened even the more because we've chosen to to talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. some light. Exactly. So, so um, as you know, and it's perfectly into my next little segment. As you know, being an artist is rough, and a lot of people they see, you know, your big artists like uh, Blake Shelton and Carries and all that out there. So they see the mm-hmm. glory. But most people don't see the grind, the sacrifice that it takes to, to not not just live at their level. Their level, very few mm-hmm. people will get. But to even have it as a career, they don't see that that they don't see that kind of sacrifice. So I'm gonna tell a quick story that'll help lead us okay. into this segment, and then we're gonna talk about that. <clears throat> Back okay. in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time they were full time with music. And one of the questions I asked Allison was. What advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. (laughs) She goes, the moment you want it to be a career, your life Mm -hmm. is never the same. You don't own your life anymore. Your passion owns mm-hmm. that life. Your your fans own that life. Your labels, if you're part of a label, owns that life. You don't own that life anymore. So it goes, your friends and relatives, they'll never understand because they invite you over for weddings, for holidays, for weekends, but you're, you got gigs. And they think, oh, well, you, you know, this is a wedding. This is special. You can cancel that one gig. But they don't realize there's 20, 30 people depending on that gig. It's not just you. Once you've said mm-hmm. that, there's a lot of people in play for that specific event. And so they're all right. depending on you. And so you can't just cancel. So they don't ne- so they never understand. you you know, then your family has to sacrifice even though they may not be the artist because you as an artist happen to do things that that they don't understand. Then on top right. of that, you may have a bad day today, r- rough day, worst day. But mm-hmm. tonight if you got a gig, you got to get on that 
stage and smile like God still loves you because you know he does, but you still got to get on there and, and smile like there's no tomorrow. And she goes, but, but then she added to the other side of the coin. She says, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think yes. of what she said? And let's talk about that side of it. Um, you know, and that's, that's, that's one of the things I've had to, in the last several months, had to consider mm-hmm. in my own life. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, even over the last several years that I've been doing this, um, performing and, you know, missing out on special occasions and family gatherings and things like that, it's been, it's, it's been my life for a while now. Um, and I had to get to a point where I had to stop and just, once again, I had to go to God. Okay, God, what is who am I and what am I supposed to be doing? And yeah. mm-hmm. I had to understand what my assignment here on this earth is, what I was brought here for mm-hmm. in the first place. And once I began to understand that, and this is all taking place, I want to say maybe in the last year where I had oh, well. to be enlightened. Um, <laughs> what is my assignment here on earth? Because it's one thing for, mm-hmm. you know, because I sing, you know, people, you know, will think, okay, well, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And yeah. oh, if you sing and if you singing in church. You should be singing in church every weekend. This is what you should do. And I had to get to a point where I said, God, what is my assignment here on earth? What, what was I brought here yeah. to do? And once mm-hmm. I began to understand mm-hmm. what that assignment was, everything else, everything else doesn't even matter anymore. Because I know that I'm walking exactly. in my assignment. I'm walking in my purpose. So yes, there's going to be heartache. Yes, there's going to be hard times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's Yes, there may be times where I'm on stage and I don't feel that I'm, I'm strong enough spiritually or mentally or whatever the case may be, but yeah. at the all, I know that I serve a God and he's brought me here for a purpose. So what I'm doing, I'm walking mm-hmm. in my assignment. And that goes to even with mm-hmm. relationships or anything like that. Anybody that comes into my life, um, even my, 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 my work relationships, um, mm-hmm. Are they a part of my assignment? That's just been my question. Exactly. To things now, mm-hmm. what is my? What are you? Are you a part of this assignment? Because if not, then mm-hmm. we're gonna sever this right now. My life can be. <laughs> with, my life can be. Our lives can be easier when we know yeah. what we are called here to do, and what we're called oh, here man. to do may not look right for somebody else. Other people exactly. may not understand that. Well, why would you? Why would you walk away from this to go do that? Mm-hmm. This is my assignment, and my assignment doesn't have exactly. to look the way you think it's supposed to look. Amen to that, because, you know, that's no, one no. of the big issues in the Christian community I see. You know, mm-hmm. you've got this great singer in this church, whether it's a small church or even a mega church, doesn't matter mm-hmm. what church, mm-hmm. but they got this yeah. big, they got, got this girl, and she's just blowing out the, the things, and I, and I always, like, she needs to move that voice beyond the church. Church walls, mm-hmm. and, and and so many people in the church community. No, no, no. She's got to do this in church. That's the only yeah. way you serve yeah. God. And <laughs> and I I bought into that lie for years. Yes. Oh, in God, fact, yeah. it almost made me not do this show because I was so mm. you know because I was at the point to where you know you hear people like because most of the people that come on our show is country music um, artists. I mean we we do stretch out if we get pop. Christian, all that. We get some of those too, but it's mostly, I mean, our mm-hmm. our connections are within the country community, so that's where most of our artists wow, come from. So mm-hmm. we, I've been told that 
you can't serve God and country music at the same time. It don't work. Yeah. He don't. Oh, yeah. He can't honor that. I have heard that, and and I, yeah. I almost and I had to fight that with me. And I remember mm-hmm. in our church, and this this was the moment that it clicked for me, because because mm-hmm. I was one of them that believed in the lie that in order for it to be a ministry, it had to be a God focused ministry, or it's not a ministry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I believed mm-hmm. in that. And I remember at my church, we were sitting there. And they had a guy on the screen telling the story about his ministry. And he said that he's a black belt in um, – what was it, Sandy, that he was black belt in? Um, what, I, one of the arts and stuff. And jujitsu. That's right. That's what it was, jujitsu. And, um, okay. and he was telling the story that his dojo has become his ministry. His, his passion is his ministry. Mm-hmm. He's almost everybody mm-hmm. in his dojo – has now become Christians, all be- who have walked through that door. And, and right. he says, he says people don't get it, but jujitsu has become my ministry, and that's when it clicked. <laughs> Country mm-hmm. music is my ministry, and I because we get on and talk to all. And again, now I guess music in general because we're trying to expand beyond country now. But I guess mm-hmm. music in general is kind of our ministry because we talk about God. Now there's some conversations we never get that deep because it depends on the artist, <laughs> you know, that we bring on. Yeah. But for the most part, God's talking about – I tell parts of my story. They tell parts of their story. So we're still touching lives. It's just mm-hmm. in a different way than what your Christian religious Tradition. Christian think. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, and I, it just reminds me of the scripture that says, you know, he'll take the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. We – once again, we're walking in religion and tradition. We think, okay, mm-hmm. because you're a singer, you need to sing in church. And I think for just my entire life, I battled with that and didn't really know, didn't realize what I was battling with, but I knew something something was off, something wasn't right. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I decided to just see God and just do exactly what I knew he was called, he called me here to do. When we started our band mm-hmm. some years ago, um, of course, we were all, we met in, you know, diff- we were in different churches. We weren't all at the same church at the time, but we all were in oh, church. Wow. We were mm-hmm. all committed to our churches, and we all sang praise and worship. We all played, you know, they played in the bands and things like that. When we started the band, of course, we weren't doing Christian music. We were doing secular music. Um, yeah. And that's where I got a lot of my, if you will, training. You know, I didn't necessarily go to a school and learn how to sing. I mean, I sat there and I listened to my mom sing in church, but I also sat there and watched Michael Jackson sing and perform and was in awe every time I listened to Whitney mm-hmm. Houston sing. And, you know, um, so when we yeah. had, we started this band, we were out singing secular music. And, you know, I would we would get a lot of slack for doing that because it's, you know, once again, <laughs> it's the religion. How do you, you know, serve yeah. God and then serve the world? And I'm thinking, wow. And I really couldn't even answer them. I just knew what I felt in my heart to do, and I just did it. But mm-hmm. I didn't have an answer. Yeah. Until one day, we were, <laughs> if I can say this, we were at a gig. And, of course, mm-hmm. you know, at certain gigs, people drink. And so, you know, people were drinking, having a nice time. This lady came up, and she was just in tears. She mm-hmm. was like, I know you have a voice from heaven, and I know that it's God singing to you. And this lady's in tears. Wow. She had just been drinking. To me, that just opened my eyes. But, Lord, if I don't do if, – if if I'm not in, out in the world doing what I do, how are we going to mm-hmm. get the world to understand who you are? Because I'm in a position yeah. right now to take people mm-hmm. down a pathway that other people cannot. People that are called yeah. to the actual church, they can't come out here and do what I do. 
They can't show people God in this exactly. way because they're in. <clears throat> this is my this is my purpose right here. What I'm mm-hmm. doing and what what it looks like to other people, I'm no longer concerned with. As long as I know that I am walking in that path that God has laid out for me. And, and God is my really good <clears throat> about yeah. showing you that way. Because I, I remember when Sandy and I first got married almost 18 years ago, I was one of the people that was big into motivation stuff. I was going to be a motivational speaker. I really thought that was God's plan for me to speak on the stages of the world and, um, mm-hmm. and, and to do all that. And, she, and, and all I listened to was audio. We get married. She listens to only music. So when we're in the car, there became a problem. But we compromised. We did 50-50 split and listen to my stuff mm-hmm. half the time, her stuff half the time. And so I always kind of joked that, oh, she brainwashed me in all this uh, music stuff because I get it now, and I've gotten it for mm-hmm. years. And the funny thing is it took almost 18 years. But here it is almost 18 years later because we'll be married 18 years in, uh, in October 5th. And here mm-hmm. it is. We ha- God has laid us a path now for me to still get to speak on a – Maybe not on the level I thought, but on a different kind of level, so that yes. Sandy could be a part of this, and we can do it together. Look at that. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. And I'm still getting my joy. She's getting her joy out of all this, we and are. we're doing it together mm-hmm. and building a legacy. And that's the Chris and Sandy Show, and that's why we named it the Chris and Sandy Show, because, again, this is something we feel in our heart that God is leading us towards, and mm-hmm. so much has happened in the last seven months with the show, and we're pinching ourselves each night. Okay, God, we see you. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Congratulations on 19 years. Wow. Yeah, about to be 18. Oh, about 18, to be 18. Sorry. 18 together, 18 almost 18 married. And what's oh, funny okay. is um, we, we actually met um, February 2nd of 02 online. Um, mm-hmm. Back in '02, that was huh? it was taboo back then. Of course, um, everybody meets now online, but back then you didn't. And we met online February 2nd, talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. February 18th, we set a wedding date, and March 4th, we met in person. So we were actually meeting in person to see who we were going to marry. <laughs> we just oh, knew wow. God was there. Yes. <laughs> wow. And, and here we are. Like that. I mean, that's not a traditional way to, to do things. And I just, you know, no. God is not in a, we can't put him in a little small box and just say, okay, this is the way God is. You know, he's bigger yeah. and greater than we ever ask, imagine, or think. I think that's beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you. Love- now that we thank talked you. about some of the sacrifice side of music, tell, now tell us when you look back, some of the moments where you're like, wow, you saw God uh, work. You know, some moments where you're like, wow, this is great. Once it, you know, it just really goes back to um, it's one thing for people to, oh, you have a beautiful voice and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's great. Thank God, you know, I do want to sound good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just more important that um, when someone comes up and says, you know, I listen to you and, and – um, I was delivered from something. Mm, I felt wow. something break totally off my life, and mm. my eyes have been enlightened. And then that's when I know that God is working in the situation. And and so they're not even seeing me; that they, you know, they're they're really seeing God. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when that 
when those situations happen, that's to me the best feeling in the world. And those have, those, it's funny because those kind of situations will happen in sometimes the worst of situations, <laughs> like a band member <laughs> is stuck in traffic and we have to go on without the keyboardist oh, wow. or something. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we are up there shaking and sweating, but we're still performing. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking this, this has got mm-hmm. to be the worst gig ever. But then somebody will come up, or more than somebody, it'll just the whole crowd will applaud bigger and better than mm-hmm. what we would think in that situation. Oh, wow. And then that's when I know wow. that it's, it's God. This is when I know it's you, God, because it's it's not me. We're up here struggling. <laughs> and the <laughs> audience can't see The audience cannot feel that. They're feeling you regardless mm-hmm. of what we're doing here on stage. To me, that is the best feeling ever. Wow. Ever. Love that. Love that, yeah, you know. Yeah, because, you know, again, you know, in the middle of a – like we, like I told you before the show, um, we were supposed – we were only going to do 80 to 100 interviews first year of this show. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of the crisis, all of a sudden the crisis happened. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like – I always look for opportunity. And I'm thinking – all I could think about was artists are going to need a place to talk, and I bet bigger artists that normally wouldn't come on a newer show would be mm-hmm. willing to. So I, so I told Sandy, you know what, this is our year to shine. I was like, Amen. forget the 80 to 120 interviews that we were – I mean 80 to 100 mm-hmm. interviews we were going to do. We just need to mm-hmm. go all out. This is our Ooh, foundational yeah. year for this show. And because of that decision, you're now our 186th interview. In fact, we've got another interview coming up at 3.30. Um, mm-hmm, time, yeah. which is pretty cool. <laughs> We've been doing two a day for this whole month now. I mean, we <laughs> have a lot this month, and, <laughs> and and it's been crazy. But again, there are artists we've had on. You know, I mean, we've had Rudy Gatlin from the Gatlin Brothers on. We've had Don mm-hmm. McLean, who is the big songwriter, the singer and songwriter of American Pie. <laughs> wow. We've had Cassidy Pope, who's a big um, country star. On we've yeah. had um, Cash, who's married to John Carter Cash, part of the Cash family, the Johnny and mm-hmm. June Carter Cash, um, the son, yeah. their son. We had um, Jenny Gill, Vince Gill's daughter. We've had um, Georgette Jones, Tammy Wynette, and George Jones's daughter. So, and, I mean, we're just sitting here like, there's no reason <laughs> our show should be getting all this, but God. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, even with the release of the single, I'm I just I'm overwhelmed that I see God working. Um, even mm-hmm. you know me being in to, to have this conversation with you guys, I'm just I'm so humbled by that. I'm so thankful and grateful for this opportunity. And we're appreciative um, that you come on. Oh, I yes, know it's because yeah. um, you're definitely is, a game changer out there. I believe, and your song is too. If if that mm-hmm. song could be ever. If it could get to the top of the charts, I think it would change the world. And I'm believing for that. I'm believing God just, you know, has his perfect work with this single um, um, to go and reach the world, to reach the world. So on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back and play the song and talk about that. How's that sound? Okay. Sounds good. All right. Hang on the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast 
hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Hey, I'm not mad, but maybe we should talk about what's going on. We need these walls to fall like stars and light up the dark. Let down our guard, open our hearts and listen. We need these walls to fall like stars. Maybe we're not that different in the end. Maybe we just don't Yes, love it. Great song. Thank you so much. <clears throat> so, um, since we have talked a lot about that song already, because usually I t- talk about the song afterwards, but I guess we kind of talked about the song bits and pieces through the show already. 
we'll go to the next segment. <laughs> but great, I love, love, love that song. I think. Uh, yeah. I think I think this is so really important out there. Thank you. Um, as you know, when art, when fans see the artists, they don't see the PR people, they don't see the managers, producers, or anything, and I don't think they get enough love. So, uh, no. I always like to allow artists to take a couple moments and just talk about their team. So tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Ooh, well, for a long time it was just me and one person <laughs> working on things. Uh, and uh, he happens to be one of my best friends. Actually, he's like a, he's a brother, uh, Mike Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Once again, I mentioned him earlier. We started our band mm-hmm. together. Um, he, to be honest, um, during that time. I have been approached by people quite a bit about starting bands and things like that. And he was one that came and, you know, approached and I looked at him like, okay, whatever. I've heard this before, but he actually got stuff started. I mean, that very week he was like, okay, we have a gig, such and such place. I'm like, we haven't practiced. We don't have a band. We don't, how are we doing this? But we, this is how we started. It's been like that. Oh, wow. One <laughs> He's been the one to just get things popped off. I'm just so grateful for him. Also, um, Valerie Ponzio, which is also his fiance, mm-hmm. she's been a big help. In, and she's an up-and-coming um, mm-hmm. country artist. Um, oh, well. Valerie Ponzio, look out for her. Um, and she's also been a big help with getting this project off the ground. Um, Brian Hayes, which is Maze, I'm sorry, which is my publicist, um, is also a part of the team and is doing yeah, some great awesome. things. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, and I'm so grateful for him. And, um, man, there's so many people. Uh, Josh Webb, who is our uh, designer, he designed the, um, the artwork for the, the single cover. Um, then there is like I'm missing so many other people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gabe Garola, who did the photography, I'm so thankful for him. Um, oh my God, my producers and writers of the actual song. <laughs> they have been so instrumental. When I went out to um, to Nashville, um, I didn't. I really didn't know what to expect as far as yeah uh, in, in in that world and uh-huh. uh when I met these guys I just I was blown away by first of all just it's it's like I I had never experienced that before I was blown away with their acceptance of me I'm not a known artist and these guys have written with known artists you know and this is what mm-hmm. they do daily mm-hmm. and for them to decide to take me on I just, I, I was so blown away, and we just, we got into the studio, and we started writing, and it, we created some other masterpieces, and, and um, we got a chance to really connect, and they were also blown away that I um, wasn't, I guess, how did they put it, they were mm-hmm. refreshed that I wasn't coming in as the same old run-of-the-mill writer or singer. They, yeah, fresh that hey, we can actually talk about something here. We can actually talk about and get Mm -hmm. out of the whole box, you know. And that's kind of where this song came about. We can get out of the Uh whole box, um, that we are tended, we tended 
stick ourselves in when we write. You know, we, we write for a certain genre instead of writing for who we are, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I understand that, no, that genres are, you know, but sometimes we get so stuck in writing things based on based on our genres or based on what we think other people should see and, and feel of us and never think, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I'm writing based out of, out of my heart, out of what I'm feeling or what I'm coming from. So I was just very blessed to go to Nashville and write with these guys. And, wow. Uh, it was just an amazing experience. Um, and it's nothing like it. And I'm trying to let me make sure I'm, I'm not leaving people out. Let me go to my <laughs> list because I don't <laughs> I'm forgetting some people right now. When you get an award, it's going to be even harder because they give you, what, 30 seconds? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm definitely going to be the one who has to uh, have it all written out, or I'm just going to be up there crying and just saying, guys, I can't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. (laughs) I have nothing else to say, guys. I love you all. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you know, our show is really a family affair. We kind of got a third co-host, um, our little eight-year-old. We always have him come on and ask one question to each artist. So he's gonna, Sandy's gonna get him on real quick. But, you know, we and our seventeen-month-old daughter, when she gets old enough, we'll be plugging her into the show too. Because <laughs> we are a family affair. You know, it's a family show That's and all that. Cool. <clears throat> that's amazing. So yeah. And that's important. Yes. Here's Christopher with his question. Asha Bob, what's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Ooh. Um <laughs> Let me just choose one. Let me try to choose one. I have to say <laughs> I have to say soul food. Gotta love that. Like good homemade oh. baked macaroni and cheese. Mm. She loves all that. Yes. And what's yours, little Chris? What is your favorite? Pizza. Yeah, that's one of mine. (laughs) (laughs) If if we fed it to him for lunch and dinner, he'd eat it all day long. (laughs) He comes and goes quick. He comes and goes Aww. quick, but you know he he gets upset when we when he don't. There there are times when an artist has to cut out early. And we don't know uh-huh. the last minute, so we don't not able to get him on the show. And but oh. he ends up um, get on the show, and so he's like, I didn't get to state my question. Well, we couldn't help that. Oh one. yeah, <laughs> he loves it so much. <clears throat> Back to I'm sorry, um, I'm, it's coming to my mind of the people that I need to thank, and like I, I went into the story yeah. about writing. Nashville, but forgot to mention the guy's names. But um, <laughs> one of the, the co-writer and producers is Justin Morgan out in Nashville. Oh wow! Uh, just like I said, we just got in the studio and we just decided to just let down our walls and just say, "We'll uh-huh. forget about everything. Mm-hmm. Let's write this." So Justin Morgan, um, Zach Kale is also out in Nashville. He's the, the co-writer as well, and it's just I'm so thankful to them. So yeah. thankful to them. And what we um, then there's also Mikey Garcia. He did the guitars, some of the guitar arrangements on the song as well. Um, all of these guys, they have yeah. Uh, it's definitely a have, village, right? They have been pushing me for years to do things and to 
you know, they'll send me things like, well, we got to do this, we got to do that. And here I'm sitting like, mm, no, <laughs> second guessing myself, or no, I need this to be a certain <laughs> way. Just, they have been pushing me for years. So I'm so thankful for them and, and their support and their love, and they really believe in me. And I, I love that. It, it gives me the strength I need to be able to do this, to do what we do. Awesome. So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? God. Well, since you mentioned <laughs> dead, <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> with Michael Jackson. Um, I just, oh, that would be cool, wouldn't it? God, yeah. I mean, honestly, that was my <laughs> one of my biggest goals. That was my biggest dream was to write or to just Man, just just to be near the stage, Michael Jackson. In his presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in his presence. Yeah. I just I know he was anointed for a time, and and he had to me what I feel was a an anointing to do what he did. He was able to draw people in, which is what we're supposed to be able to do. Um, he was able yeah. to do that. Um, he he had a message, you know. He he uh, healed the world, um, and all these different songs and. Even some of the feel-good songs that just make you dance, mm-hmm. you forget about everything that you're going through, and you. Just, I'm bad. You know, I'm bad. <laughs> love that he was able to blend the different genres. So he wasn't stuck in a genre. He could do a pop song. He could do an R&B song. He could even do a rock mm-hmm. song, and it would yep. still just work. His he was the first and, tape I ever bought. Oh wow! Oh, mine too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was both of our first yeah, yeah, cassette yeah, yeah, tapes. The, the Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, man. He would most definitely be the person that I would collab with, for sure. <laughs> what do you think you'd write about? Um, you know, of course, you know, you know, here's another thing. I, I'm glad that we did Story to Tell. I'm glad that we're talking about um, coming together as a world and as a people. Mm-hmm. But I also like... Um, I like love. I mean, you know, I want to talk about love. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, um, he just had a clever way of some of the songs, if you listen to them lyrically, if you really, really listen to them, they may not necessarily make sense unless you know where he's coming from in the actual song because some of the words are just yeah. like, okay, what is that? And why are we? <laughs> um, and I like that, though. <laughs> That also awesome. draws me in even more. And yeah. to be able to write like that. And who can write a song about ghosts and goblins and people are still dancing? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. People will dance to that and not think twice <laughs> about it being, you know. I, I just, mm-hmm. who can write like that today? Who can write a song like that today and it'd be yeah. okay? We would, would actually be, listen awesome. to it and not think you know, so not that I write about we, ghosts and goblins, but I'm just <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, something fun, uh-huh. something fun, but com- com- combine things that you would never expect and then make it fun. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I love. That. So to be able to create, so, create something like yeah. that, yes, Michael Jackson. So, yeah, he's awesome. So um, this past February made the five year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And the answer she gave us back then is almost to the T of what she's living right now as a major mm. artist. 
And mm-hmm. I always like to tell that story before I ask that question so that artists can think about – because a lot can happen in five years. Because when we interviewed her then, she was um, – she I think her first was single was number 28 on the chart. So most people didn't know who she was at that point. And she had right. this vision. She knew where she was going. And the answer mm. she gave us was like – like I said, she's living it right now, what she's told oh, us yes. that she wanted to be in five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, where do you want to be in five years? In five years, definitely. Um, I know that I'm called to the nation to do what mm-hmm. I'm doing. So, I most definitely see myself on platforms across the world, um, all the continents. The seven continents and all the nations therein. That's where I see myself being able to spread to spread the news and in my mm-hmm. special way. That's exactly what I see yeah. myself doing. Awesome. I love that. Now as you look down the road five, ten, fifteen years and you're and let's say you're successful and everything you've ever wanted comes true. If you could meet your future self, what would you tell her? Hmm, that's a good question. Because you know everybody if always I, asks, what what would you what would you tell your past self? So we go the other oh, way. What would you tell your future? <laughs> you know, what would you tell your future self? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> um, future self. <clears throat> Stay rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Love that. Stay in the presence. Mm-hmm. Allow Him to lead and guide every step. Because no matter what may happen to the right or the left of me, it will never mm-hmm. affect me because it's on the path that I'm supposed to be on. So yeah. stay on that path. Love that. And, and, I, and I like to ask that question. So not necessarily for the answer, but so that the artist can think they need mm-hmm. to be doing that now too. Yes. <laughs> you know, because whatever answer they give, <laughs> you're successful you're going to you're going to say stay humble, stay rooted, just you know, that's really the common an- answers. So, mm-hmm. it'll make you think I need to be that now too. Exactly. Plus it's always interesting to see what pe- and again, I like to ask questions in a different way that everybody else asks them. And again, right. that's one of them questions that everybody goes the other way, so we go to the mm-hmm. future. <laughs> that's good. That's good cuz the future self needs to remember that. <laughs> stay rooted yep, and grounded. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The so, um, way I'm getting- I'm going to have to stay on that same path to maintain it. Exactly. So, so mm-hmm. if, you, um, yeah, if you if you had a friend of yours, and let's say you heard him or her singing, they got something special. There's definitely something there. And let's say that they've played maybe 30, 40 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet with, with the performance side, but they've gotten on stage, mm-hmm. and they got what every artist says, that stage bug. And they're like, mm. and the crowd's cheering, and they're like, they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, Siobhan, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. I think this is my calling. What advice mm-hmm. would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? First, I'd ask them, um, do you feel or do you know? <laughs> True. There's a difference between feeling, there's a difference between knowing. And if they know, then that means they know that their assignment, this is their assignment. 
And that's what, exactly what I would tell them. As long as you're walking in your assignment, and I feel like if I'm a part of that assignment mm-hmm. to help bridge you and to help bring you to that next level, then we're going to get it done. This is your assignment. I'm a part of it too. Let's get it done. Mm. Awesome. And, and, you know, you just helped me tweak that question because mm-hmm. from now on I'm going to have to rewrite it to say they come <laughs> to the person and they say, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. like, okay, I need to tweak that. Tweak that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. I love that. Because, again, yeah. there is a difference. You can feel something and not know uh-huh. it. <laughs> so. you know, That's true. If me can make you – he's crafty. He can make you feel a lot of things. But yep. to know, yeah. you know, it's no. So – um, I think that that's just that's what's going to make life easier when we actually know what we're supposed to be doing rather than, well, you know, I feel like God is saying. What do you mean you feel like God is saying? Is he saying it or is he not? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's just how I approach things with myself. Yeah. Love that. So as we come to the last question here, um, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask but they kind of never do? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of, again, a lot of people will ask you, what's a question you wish people wouldn't ask? I think that's a setup, to be honest with you. I, I don't like that yeah. question. So we go yeah. so I like the question. Because <laughs> I always want to know what artists think. What is it? What, what are questions that they think should be asked but are never asked? That's awesome. Um, okay, I'm going to say this. <laughs> and people don't know this. Well, if you know me really well, you do know this. But a lot of people don't mm-hmm. believe me when I say this. Mm-hmm. By nature, I'm very shy. So oh, wow. if I can get out of conversation, I'm going to get out of it. And I'm not going to answer many questions. <laughs> So I just, I'm going to let the music or whatever I'm doing speak for me. That's normally how mm-hmm. I try to do things. So I'm not always big on interviews and talking and, you know, um, I love to joke. I do love to joke. And so so, so you I'm probably freaked when they told you 60-minute interview. Oh, God. I was like, who, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you know, and you know what? When I'm comfortable in a situation, uh, then I let go. I can be the most crazy yeah. person you'll ever know. We will laugh. We will talk. <laughs> but I, I have to get to that point where I'm completely comfortable in the environment for me to let go and to really just to be that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never been one to just as much as I'm saying on stages in front of thousands of people. I can do that quick. But to yeah. sit down and have a conversation, it's that's been the hardest thing for me. So, oh, well. questions that I would want somebody to ask me. Oof. That's hard for me. That's a hard that's a hard <laughs> question. I'm always shying away from the questions. I'm like, okay, good. You got what you want, all right, I'm done. <laughs> You're like, oh, five you know, 'cause the normal the normal interview is five questions. Oh, but I was like, it's great, let's get over. That's <laughs> right, right. And then I'm like, okay, what are the questions so that I can be prepared for them? You know? So this interview was not that way. Which is great because it also pulls me out of my you know, if I can, I, if I, I can you, you know, I, I always joke with my wife, Sandy. I always tell her, you know what? If PR companies would understand what we're doing here, they would get a lot of their artists on just to prepare them. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. Because <laughs> we don't ask normal stuff. Yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm honestly thankful for the questions you guys did ask. I feel like the questions you asked me, were they were the important questions and anything I would have wanted to tell someone, you know. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I'm literally, I'm trying to think of anything that you guys didn't ask me that I feel like I need to share. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, because we, because we, we can talk, I, there's probably a handful of questions that I skipped because I could tell mm-hmm. them. Cause again, that, that, as a host, that's what I, you know, I try to keep it close as close to the 60 minutes as possible. It don't always work. I try to keep it yeah. as close to 60 minutes. Yeah. And so sometimes I have that. to go through the list and I'm like, okay, I don't, I'll ask that one, but not that one, that one. But, you know, as, as we're, as we're going through the interview, I'm always like, okay, I can take that one away for now and flip back to it <laughs> if we have time. <laughs> so I'm always <laughs> scrambling to try yeah. to get, make it an impactful 60 minutes. I think I would answer that question with what do you want to know from me? What else would you want to hear from me? Because I, I honestly can't think of any other <clears throat> thing, and that's my thing. I feel like I'm I'm here to serve, and so my mindset is always that: what do you need from me? What What do I need to do to make this situation better, or to make your life better? Because I'm here to serve, so my thoughts not necessarily on. Okay, I just need for people to know this because I feel like that's in my music. Yeah, you guys right. mm-hmm. know me. I love in that. that. You know, love, I don't have to love, sit here. Love that. Love to hear people's stories. I love to hear about people's lives. And I mean, honestly, that's how I grow, and that's how I, you know, I mean, that's how you get to know someone. So I don't necessarily have to sit and talk about me the entire time. I want to know about you because then that helps shape what I'm gonna, what I'm about to do next. And, and you see, that's what we, you know, that that was when we started the when we started the Chris and Sandy show. I wanted to be a raw conversation between a couple people. Um, mm-hmm. Not just an interview to where it's just one sided, where you where the artist just tells their story. I wanted to be the yeah yeah. I, I guess you could say I wanted to be the Oprah mm. interviews mm-hmm. because okay. because it, when when mm-hmm. you when you watch her interview, she always intertwines her story into their interview. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's, that's my idea. Is as, as we're going around people's stories as you've seen that when you say something it reminds me of something and then I draw my story into it exactly exactly <clears throat> and and so, Oprah is the best at that yeah that's exactly what I would say is you know what do you want to hear I'm not although I say that I'm shy I'm still I'm still going to do what I need to do and so if you ask yeah. me a question um, either I'm going to answer it, <laughs> you know, I'm going to answer it to the best of my ability. That's for sure. So what is it that you would want to hear from me? I think we got the what artist. we needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, I hope that, everyone... if you, if you want to tell everybody how they can find you on social media and all that. Yes. On all of my social media platforms, you can type in Siobhan online and that'll bring you to my Facebook page. Um, that'll also bring you to my Instagram page as well. Um, right now, Story to Tell is on all music platforms. So head over to Spotify, head over to Apple Music, to Tidal, 
YouTube music, anything you can think of, and download the track, listen to it. You know what? And I also want to know what people's thoughts are, what stories people have themselves right now. You know, we hear so much of the bad things, of course, in the news and media all day, every day. So if you're listening now, you can head over to any of my social media pages and just send me a little note. Let me know your story, what you're going yeah. through, what you what you think about the song even. Love so that. Sh- search Siobhan. And Siobhan is spelled S-A-A apostrophe capital V as in Victor O-N-N-E. So if you search that up, you will find me and you will see. <laughs> Love Story that. to tell is plastered all over the place. But you won't miss it. <laughs> Love that. And we definitely enjoyed having you on today. And we definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to do this. All right, you, have oh, a, thank you. you have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye.